Hey, welcome to the program. This is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting so we could begin our time together today. And we're going to continue to the new series I'm teaching, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. You can do anything that Jesus ever calls you to do. You really can. The greater one lives in you. You've got the anointing. You've got the word. You've got the blood of Jesus. You have the assistance of angels. But the devil's not going to throw a party and celebrate when you begin to do what God's called you to do. And he'll try to throw up roadblocks and obstacles to stop you. And I call them dream thieves but you can overcome them. And that's why I want you to have this series, Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. And it comes with a great study guide and everything in the series is in the study guide so that you can read it while you're hearing it or seeing it. And I'm teaching you right now from my book by the same name, Dream Thieves. And as I've told you, I wrote this book just when I moved my family to the Soviet Union, and we were overcoming a lot of things. And this book just poured out of me. It encouraged me, and it's encouraged people for years and years. And if you do not have a copy of this book, please go online or give us a call right now to get your copy. It will really stir your faith and help you know how to launch out and do whatever it is that God's asked you to do. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the partner family. We're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners, and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our wonderful partner family. And with them, we are taking the teaching of the Bible around the world, and I invite you to become a part of our partner family. And again, you can do that by going online or by giving us a call. And please let us know how to pray for you. We're praying people, and we really want to pray with you for Jesus to do something spectacular in your life. So call us or send us your email. At the end of the program today, my announcer is going to tell you how you can get all of these things and even more, but I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey friend, I'm so glad you're with me today. I'm going to begin by reading to you from page 125 in Dream Thieves. Just listen to this little bit that I want to read to you. The call of God rarely comes at a convenient moment. <laughs> I can testify that's the truth. It usually comes when you're right in the middle of doing something else or when you've already made other plans, then suddenly God speaks to your heart and you're jarred into the reality that he's asking you to do something you hadn't previously considered or thought about. <laughs> I'm thinking about when God called me to move my family to the Soviet Union. I had plans just to stay in the United States, build our ministry, do what we were doing, and suddenly the call of God came. I guarantee you, friends, that was not on my mind. It was quite a surprise. And from that moment forward, you will start trying to figure out how to get from where you are to where God is asking you to be so you can do what he's asking you to do. And you may wonder, what about my house payments? What about my job? What about my current commitments? What about my credit card payments and the other bills that I need to pay? What about my relationships? How will this affect those that are around me? What about my elderly parents? How will God's call on my life change my availability to them? And these are normal questions 
And these are questions that Denise and I have faced more than once in our life, and it's normal to ask these kinds of questions. And if I've just described some of the questions you're asking right now, you're not alone. The truth is you've just joined the ranks of other men and women of God in God's hall of faith who are also quite jarred and shocked when the call of God came to them. And if you study the Old and the New Testament, the call of God usually came to people that were already very busy at what they were doing. For example, Noah, or how about Abraham, or Moses. These were individuals who were very busy and committed to what they were doing. Or how about the story of Elisha? And Elisha is going to be our focus in today's program. And when we come to 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 19 to 21, the Bible tells us, So he, that is Elijah, departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphath, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. But what I want you to see is when the mantle of God first came to Elisha, he was not in the prayer closet praying about his future ministry. He was plowing in the field with 12 yoke of oxen. And my friends, that tells us a lot about the stage of his life when the call of God came to him. He wasn't in the prayer closet. He was just about doing what he did in his profession. And he was very, very successful at what he is, was doing. And when God asks a person to do something he's never done before, it's very common for him to say, God, are you sure you're choosing the right guy? Here I am a farmer. I'm working with my 12 yoke of oxen. And now you're going to ask me to leave all of this to go into the ministry? Or you're going to ask me to leave my security to start a business? Or you're going to ask me to leave where I am to move somewhere else? But today we're going to walk through the story of Elisha to see what we can learn about who God calls and first... We're going to discover that God called someone who was already very faithful in what he was doing. Listen, when the call of God first came to Elijah, he was already very busy at what he was doing. His occupation was clearly defined, and he was very good at what he was doing. In fact, the Bible tells us that Elisha was so committed to his business that he was yoked. Say yoked. He was yoked to his team of oxen. And that was very symbolic of his stage in life. Notice the Bible is careful to say Elijah had 12 yoke or 12 pairs of oxen. And in biblical time, oxen were very, very expensive. They were the tractors and the plows of that day. And very few farmers had enough money to have 12 yoke of oxen, which were 24 oxen, and those oxen represented big, big money, which means Elisha was no small-time farmer. He was very successful and very huge in the farming business. But after having this successful business and being very busy and good at what he was doing, suddenly the call of God came, and there are several things that we can learn from this. Now listen, people often get the impression that God calls those that are just sitting around waiting for something to happen. My friends, that is not the way it happens. They have a pie-in-the-sky mentality and think that one day out of the clear blue, a lightning bolt is going to strike them from heaven and suddenly, out of nowhere, they're going to be propelled forward into a big change. They're going to be catapulted into a fabulous, phenomenal life. 
but this is a hallucination. <laughs> I can't find one person significantly used by God in the Bible who was lazily doing nothing when the call of God came to him. Wow. Think about it. Why would God want to call someone to do his work when that person hasn't successfully done his or her own work? And this is very important. God is watching us. Remember, everything we're doing right now is a time of qualification to see if we're ready for the next stage of life. God's call comes to those that are already busy and are already being faithful at what they're doing. And then we find out that in the Bible, this is true of nearly everyone. For example, Noah was successful and righteous before he was called to build the ark. Abraham was successful and rich before God called him to become the father of his covenant people. Joshua was successful as Moses' associate before God called him to be the leader of Israel. David was successful as a shepherd before God called him to be the next king of Israel. Daniel was successful in Nebuchadnezzar's court and walked in integrity before God called him to be one of his prophets. Matthew was successful as a tax collector before Jesus called him to follow him. Peter was a successful fisherman and businessman before Jesus called him to be his disciple. Luke was a successful doctor before he was called into the ministry. Paul was a successful politician and religious leader before God called him into the apostolic ministry. Timothy was successful as Paul's associate and disciple before he became the pastor of the church of Ephesus. This is so very important. And in Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, verse 29, Jesus taught, For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. But in this verse, Jesus teaches that if you are responsible, he will give you more. God calls people that are very busy and are already proving themselves to be faithful. So you need to look at where you are in life right now and ask, would God call me right now on the basis of how I'm performing? God calls people that are committed and very often his call is a surprise because they're so busy. But God likes to call people that are already good at what they're already doing. But before we ever step out to obey God's call, we have to learn how to unhitch from what we're doing. Because to go from where you are to where God wants you to be, you have to become unyoked from a lot of present responsibilities, especially if you have a lot of responsibilities. For example, if you have a car payment, you have to make your car payment or become unhitched from it. If you have a house payment, you have to be able to make your house payment or become unhitched from it. And many years ago, when Denise and I and our family first moved to the Soviet Union, we saw a lot of really disastrous examples of people who had a right heart, they really wanted to obey God, but they didn't take the necessary steps of preparation to do what God was asking. And I'm talking about missionaries who left the United States and moved to this part of the world before they knew how they were going to pay their bills, before they knew how they were going to care for their elderly parents. They went through all the sacrifices of getting here, and then they couldn't stay here because they had not become unyoked or unhitched from a lot of responsibilities back home. And it may take a little longer to do things right the first time, but 
Nothing is as difficult as abandoning your call to go back and do what should have been done right in the beginning. Doing things right the first time is the smartest, cheapest, and best way to live. When Denise and I made the decision to move to this part of the world, we didn't just pack our bags and move. We had to go through a lot of unyoking and unhitching. And if God has called you, you need to begin to take steps to be unhitched from responsibilities so that you can launch out into the next phase of life. I think about Jesus. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he had his mother on his mind. You can read about it in John chapter 19. The Bible says while he was hanging on the cross, bearing the sins of the world and our sicknesses, all of that punishment for us, he looked down and he had his mother on his mind. He saw his mother. And standing next to his mother was the apostle John. And Jesus said, mother, behold your son. She was point, he was pointing to John and said to John, behold your mother. And at that moment, he entrusted the care of his mother into John's hands, knowing that his mother would be cared for. And immediately after that, the Bible says he knew everything was accomplished. Jesus knew he couldn't leave this world until first he had taken care of some real important family details. And when Jesus called his disciples into the ministry, they themselves were yoked to a lot of responsibilities. For example, we know that Matthew was yoked to his job of being a tax collector. We know that Peter was yoked to his fishing business. And now we see that Elisha was yoked to his 12 oxen and to his business. And before he could follow the call of God, he had to become unhitched or he had to become unyoked. But once you're ready to do whatever you must do, you need to make sure you will never turn around again. And that is what we find Elisha did in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 21, where the Bible tells us, listen to this. Elisha took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. I want you to really understand what took place here. First, Elijah killed his oxen. He took those expensive oxen. He took the wooden apparatus that they pulled and he burned all of it. He killed the oxen, burned all the wood. Then he cooked the oxen and fed it to his friends. He was publicly declaring that he was burning every bridge behind him and was sending a signal to his family and to his friends and even to himself that this was the point of no return. He was radically willing to be obedient. And my friends, for you to do what God is asking you to do, you will have to be radical in your obedience. Remember, those oxen were the engines of his farming business. They drove the apparatus that plowed the field, that brought in the harvest. They represented big, big money. And when he burned it all, it all went up in smoke. He was saying goodbye to everything and making a decision. He was going to follow the call of God at any cost. That's amazing to me. I've been there. I understand that. What do you think Elisha felt as he watched the blood oozing from his oxen he had just killed? Hmm. What do you think went through his mind? when he heard the popping and cracking sounds of the wooden equipment burning in the blazing fire. But in that moment, he was saying farewell to the past. This was no turning back. This decision was permanent. 
He had made a decision. He was going to arise and go after Elijah and minister unto him, which is what we read in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 21. That is what he did. He left the past behind to pursue the call of God. But in Luke 14, verses 16 to 24, Jesus told us something very interesting. Listen to this. Then saith he unto them, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. Notice they didn't have to prepare the feast. All they had to do was show up. Likewise, if you'll just show up, God will do everything, but you've got to show up. And they all with one consent begin to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I must go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife and therefore I cannot come. All of them began to make excuses about why they could not obey. You could say that one said, I have property to manage. Another said, I have oxen that I need to try out. In other words, I need to be faithful to my business responsibilities. Another said, I have a wife and I have a family who really need my attention. And these are the same things today which stop people from following the call of God. But my friend, I want to tell you, if you know the plan of God, there's nothing more important than that. If you settle for what you are currently doing, when you know there's something else you're supposed to be doing, you'll always wonder, hmm, what would have happened had I obeyed? That's actually what brought me to the moment when I was willing to move my family to the Soviet Union. I had said no to the Lord, no to the Lord, trying to buy time, hoping that maybe the Lord would leave me alone and quit asking me to obey Him. But the Holy Spirit just kept saying, are you going to obey me? Are you going to obey me? Are you going to obey me? Are you going to move your family to the other side of the world? And I began to have a thought that just hounded me. It was a thought that the Holy Spirit placed in my mind. What will you miss if you don't obey? I looked at my home, a home that we were so proud of. We were publishing books and having a measure of success. But I kept hearing that question from the Holy Spirit. What will you miss if you don't obey? And I couldn't live with that thought. I couldn't live with that thought. That God had something marvelous, better than what I was experiencing. And my friends, what I was experiencing was already good. It was wonderful. We were busy. We were being blessed. But God had something richer. But for me to find out what it was, I couldn't just pack my bags and say, Denise, let's get on the plane tomorrow. First, I had to go through a process of becoming unhitched, unyoked from responsibilities. It was a very lengthy process. Very logically, we looked at our bills. We looked at our responsibilities, what we could put aside, what we could stop, what we had to continue. And we devised a plan so that we could follow God. And again, when we got here, we were so thankful that we were logical and we used common sense in the way that we obeyed, especially when we saw so many people who came here with willing hearts, but they didn't go through those steps. They didn't take care of their elderly parents before they came. They didn't unhitch from financial responsibilities before they came and they got here and they couldn't stay here because they were still so yoked to things in their old life. 
It's better to do things right the first time. If you have to go back and do it again, it's more expensive, it's heartbreaking, it's always cheaper and faster to do it right the first time, even if you think it's painful. Get unhitched, get unyoked, and then launch out, make it the point of no return, and remember that God is looking for those that are willing to be radically obedient, and He's looking for those who are not lazily sitting around waiting for something to happen. He's looking for those that have already proven themselves at what they are doing because he knows he can put more on their plate. That's what Jesus taught in Matthew 25, verse 29. To him who has, more will be given. Jesus is looking for people that are faithful at what they're doing, and he knows he can trust them with a bigger assignment. So examine your status and see what you need to do to be found faithful right now. And when you know what God is asking you to do something, begin the process of getting unhitched so you can launch out and freely do what Jesus is asking you to do. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Many people start out with a God-given dream and a passion to see that word from the Lord fulfilled in their lives. But the longer it takes for the dream to come to pass, the less their hearts burn for it until sadly they release God's dream for their lives altogether, letting it slip out of their hearts and hands and into oblivion. You need to know as you pursue your dream that you'll encounter dream thieves that will try to steal the dream from your heart. And in this 10-part series, Dream Thieves, Rick Renner will show you how to identify these dream thieves and how to overcome each of them. In this series, you'll learn how to hold fast to the dream God put in your heart, how to identify dream thieves that come to steal your dream, how to come into divine alignment with God's plan for your life, how to take steps to fulfill your dream. This practical and helpful 10-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the 254-page book, Dream Thieves, for $15. As you read this book, God's purpose for your life will be so stirred up in you that you'll put questions and fears aside and begin to aggressively pursue what God has been telling you to do. Don't miss these exciting offers, the series Dream Thieves and the updated book Dream Thieves. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Christmas is a timeless tradition. But do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. 
great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions. Order this beautiful book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Well, today we have covered a lot of material, and I think it's very provocative what we've discussed today. You need to really look at your life and see, hey, at this status of my life, would God think that I qualify to be used in a greater assignment? And if God is calling you to do something else, how do you become unhitched or unyoked from present responsibility so you can freely pursue what God is telling you to do? Wow, it's so practical. You know, God wants us to have courage. And he also wants us to operate with common sense. And that's why I want you to order this series, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. You can do it. You can do it. But you need the mind of God about how to do it. And all of that is in this new series, which comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now we're offering you my book by the same title, Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. You can get all of these things and more by going online right now or by giving us a call. And please, when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you because we're praying people. We're people of faith. And when we pray, God moves. You can pray by yourself, but sometimes it's nice to get somebody else to be in agreement with you. We would love to get into agreement with you, pray with you for God to move, and He really will move. But hey, I want you to put your hand on your heart and I want to pray for you. Father, I pray that you would give wisdom to my friend about how to be unhitched and unyoked from responsibilities 
so he or she can do what you are asking them to do. Give them the wisdom they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. It's going to really be good. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there really is power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.